Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. I am excited to keep talking about Matthew chapter 10 today, moving on from judgment to other things. Absolutely. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But who endures to the end will be saved." When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly I say to you, you will have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Sheep in the midst of wolves. <laughs> you said I want to move on from judgment. But it's uh, not like necessarily a, more pleasant. Kind of <laughs> out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I, well, I don't even know why we're laughing about well, that. You, you, you go from he tells the, them when you're going to go preaching in all these little towns and villages of the people of Israel. And if they reject you, shake off the dust of your feet. Go talk to somebody else. Uh, and now I think we see an elaboration. What What if they don't just reject you? What if they don't just say, hey, go out, get out of town? What if they want to give you some, you know, some real persecution and hardship and trial? Again, Andrew, I think what we're seeing here is Matthew is constructing a gospel using events that happened during the life of Jesus, and the teaching and the instruction that Jesus gave to the apostles specific to this one event, and yet crafting it in a way that it sets the stage for what the apostles would do for their entire life. In the paragraph we read yesterday, it was don't go to the Gentiles. In the paragraph we're reading today, it points out, well, I mean, you will go before the Gentiles. And so it's setting the stage for here's this thing you're doing right now, but there is going to be this ongoing thing that comes comes later. So being sheep in the midst of wolves was not just about the limited commission. In fact, it seems to be less about the limited commission and more about what they were going to do later because the limited commission seemed to be very protected. Mm -hmm. Jesus' whole point was, I'm going to be protecting you so you don't have to take anything, whereas in the Great Commission, it was going to be, yeah, you know, take your bag, take your tunic, all those kinds of things because... It's going to be sheep in the midst of wolves. I can't help but notice that we're talking about sheep again. All right, so Good the point. end of the ninth chapter, they are sheep without a shepherd, full of compassion. Uh, yesterday when we were reading chapter 10, go to the lost sheep of Israel, and now you're the sheep. You preachers, you apostles, you're going to be the sheep in the midst of wolves. Which calls to mind what he said actually in the Sermon on the Mount when he talked about that uh, some people are going to have sheep's clothing but actually be ravenous wolves. Mm -hmm. In other words, you guys are going to get out there and the, the sheep and the wolves aren't always going to be easy to tell apart. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to go out. You're going to be in the midst of wolves, which which may set the stage for for his advice on what they need to do next. Be wise as serpents 
innocent as doves, or I think the New King James said harmless. Yeah, harmless. As, as was doves. it wise as serpents still? With wise them? as serpents, but harmless. Harmless as doves, and innocent as or do- innocent as doves. Yeah, you, you can see why you'd need to be wise as a serpent when it's not just always automatically apparent who the wolves and who the sheep really are. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's not to be naive. Don't be naive. It's going to take discernment. So we, we've got to go back to, all right, how do I tell the difference mm-hmm. between wolves and sheep? Mm-hmm. And remember when Jesus gave that teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, it was about the fruit. Well, and a warning about who the teachers are and the leaders. It's interesting to me when you see verse 17, beware of men. They will deliver you up to councils, scourge you in their synagogues. Mm. And we often think of the synagogue as almost like a one-for-one one for a local church, but it was a little different than that. I mean, it was the place for the community to gather for religious instruction, but also for communal jurisprudence. This is also where the Jews would enforce their own uh, law among their people and so far as they could. When you think about scourging then, that's actual punishment. That is punitive. Uh, The beating with rods, the old law talks about, for sins, right? And so it's, it's, you're going to be treated like sinners and outcasts. This is a stern rejection and rebuke and punishment from your own people, from your own community. Which, again, seems to be more what the apostles were going to experience after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection than what they're actually going to experience during this limited commission. Yes. But the idea that, uh, look, men are dishonest, Mm -hmm. men do evil things, and so be wise. Mm -hmm. Don't be reckless. Don't be naive. Keep your eyes open. Be completely, thoroughly honest about the situation that's going on around you, and you are not required to just walk into danger. You are not required to simply walk into the traps that men will set for you. You're allowed to be wise and, and avoid those things. Yeah, be wise and also be innocent or be harmless. And I see that as a uh, an admonition, a warning here, not to be corrupted by this work, not to be turned into a wolf through these ordeals and through these trials. Uh, you know, I, I am preaching this good news. I am preaching salvation. And what do I get for it? I get hardship. I get rejected. I, I you know, I get beaten in the synagogue. Well, you know, that can have, that could have a very corrupting effect upon a heart that I don't want to love these people anymore. And I don't see them as a bunch of lost sheep anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out to get them in evil. Be babes. Yeah. But in, in wisdom, be mature in God's things, be mature. It is not maturity to become jaded and cynical and to take on the characteristics of the world as we have this, warfare with the world and to take on the ways of the world oh am i getting beaten in the synagogue well maybe i should run the synagogue and then i can administer the beatings <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i'm gonna try to take over i'm gonna so so the innocent harmless i don't take their tactics i don't take their ways i don't i don't fight back mm-hmm. tit for tat eye for an eye tooth for tooth mm-hmm. this again takes us back to that sermon on the mount as it said you know look if they slap you on the right cheek offer them the other also that that doesn't mean i have to walk in all right i know when i walk in here they're gonna slap me on the right cheek i have to go in there right but but when once they've slapped me on the right cheek, I don't 
slap them on the right cheek. I don't take up their same methods. I don't fight back the same way. We fight back with the gospel. We we bring the gospel. It's about bringing minds in subjection and hearts in subjection to the king of kings. When I think about that final beatitude also, when he assured them, blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness sake and they revile you and say all kind of evil against you. And there's a lot of elaboration here and specificity about the kind of persecution that they could expect. And I agree with you. It seems like this plays out more in the book of Acts and in the Great Commission, but he was instructing them about it here, even that their family would reject them, even that their family may betray them. We were told about Judas, one of the 12, who betrays Jesus, and now he says, look at this, your brother may turn you over, mm. your father may put you to death, or or vice versa, that, uh, that yeah, people will betray you over Christ, for the sake of Christ. When I read this, I did make the connection back to Judas, that Mm. that Jesus knows that there's a time coming when he's going to set the example for this, Mm -hmm. that while it's not a biological brother, at least not in our nuclear family type sense, I mean, Judas was one of the Jewish brothers, so there was a family relationship, no matter how you looked at it, and that's the way the Jews viewed themselves. They were one big family. Family. They were all related, even if not in the nuclear family together. So his brother actually is the one that delivered him over to death. Mm -hmm. And the apostles were not recognizing that was coming. It was going to be a shock to them. But Jesus has now told them, this is the way it works for you. This is the way it's going to work for us. And Jesus himself actually ends up on trial, having been turned over by Jews to the Jewish council. But then he also ends up going to testify before the Gentiles Mm -hmm. as he stands before Herod and Pilate. That's right. And he... uh, demonstrates the example of being a sheep led to the slaughter. You are sheep going out into the midst of wolves. They act differently than you do. Don't become a wolf to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. be wise as serpents. I'm not saying you you've got to be dumb about this, but you don't 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 turn over your ways to their ways and think that you're still one of my sheep. If you become a wolf, You've become a wolf. Yeah, and so one of the words that that the New King James renders in verse 22, he who endures to the end will be saved. And I, I think that is about not recanting the teaching, but again, not being corrupted by the process, not being turned into a wolf. I think that's a good way of of describing it. One of the things that allows us to accomplish this, uh, let's let's face it, this is going to take a deep amount of faith. Yes. A, a faith in Jesus that there is a better way and that there is actually a better reward mm-hmm. that is coming. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. about in Hebrews chapter 11, when the Hebrew writer looks back at the faithful and all that they endured, mm-hmm, uh, there's mm-hmm. all the people that we know about and all those that we read about. But then there's that paragraph about these unnamed faithful masses who, through faith, conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Some of those we might even be able to put names to, like Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael 
Jezebel and Azariah fit in there. But then he goes on, women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. Here were people that had faith. What was the faith? The faith was, what I'm doing right now is not just about this life. Mm -hmm. There is something else that is coming. And so there are going to be times that I go out as sheep in the midst of wolves, and I am protected from their teeth. There are times when they're going to say, bow to me or I throw you into this fiery furnace. And when I get thrown into the fiery furnace, I actually survive. But there's actually going to be other times where, no, we get thrown in the fiery furnace and we die. Mm -hmm. And we die. So sometimes I go out as a sheep in the midst of wolves and there is protection from their teeth. But other times there's not. And we sheep get mangled by the wolves. And that's when we're tempted to take up arms and act like wolves and fight back. And what Jesus is saying is, no, there's something better coming. We have a hope that wolves can't take away from us. Mm -hmm. We have a hope that whether in this moment I'm protected from the attack or I'm ravaged by the attack, I know that in the end I win. Because whether I die a ripe old age, having been protected from all those wolves for all those years, or whether, whether I die in the attack, I'm going to be resurrected. Because that is what happened to Jesus when the wolves attacked him. Amen. We appreciate so much you joining us for our conversation today, this devotion as we're going through Matthew chapter 10. Share some feedback and your thoughts in our group chat going on over at Facebook. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God. We do pray for protection from the wolves. That's uh, that's a mercy we ask. But we understand that sometimes it gives greater testimony to you and to your grace and your strength and your power that the wolves attack and they sink their teeth in and we are ravaged and and we understand that that can bring testimony and witness to you, knowing that even that word martyr was the word that meant witness. And sometimes our greatest witness is to say, this is something that I am willing to die for. And so we pray, Lord, that you would strengthen our faith, that whatever happens in the day-to-day walk as sheep in the midst of wolves, that we will hang on to you and that we will remain sheep. Though we be wise as serpents, that we would continue to be innocent and harmless as doves. And help us to know the difference between those times when, when, we, when we can clear, stay clear of those dangers and those times when we need to walk into them and face them with your strength and your power. Give us wisdom for that, Lord. But above all, I pray that that whether we're protected today from the attack of wolves or, or whether our bodies end up being surrendered to that, that we will never become wolves, that we will never cave and, and join them in their side, that we will remain sheep, and that in eternity we will be guided by you, our great shepherd, knowing that we will be in your house forever. It's through your son, Jesus, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.